Hey guys, welcome to the Gut Rental Girl podcast. I'm Jacqueline, and today I have a very special, wonderful, beautiful guest, Catherine Kano. Um, Catherine is probably, I think you're one of like the OG Gut Rental Girls, started using the hashtag first and like are still using <laughs> the hashtag. <laughs> so, yeah. Because you're still renovating. Um, so, uh, Catherine is uh, renovating her own house. How many years have you been? in reno like it's probably a year and a half now oh my gosh amazing yeah um but you're <laughs> kind of sort of like towards the tail end so we're going to talk a little bit about Catherine's reno um she's also done her first flip which is also a reno so we'll talk a little bit about that um but kat tell us who you are with like one or two sentences go Alrighty, so i um i've been traveling with uh jay balvin and some reggaeton celebrities and being their kind of concierge physical therapist um so it's really just about getting people out of pain uh stress management and then just preparing them for life you know uh, an acrobat has a set of standards right a contractor has a set of prerequisites of movement and strength and the same thing goes for musicians and athletes you know they have to have a certain level of stamina, right, to perform a four-hour concert or, let's say, a two-hour game. So it's kind of my life by day. Yeah. Then by night. Amazing. <laughs> where I go home and live, yes, it's my, I have a passion for old homes, just like you. Mm-hmm. So living uh, and remodeling a 1911 brick home in Hudson County. Very cool. And, yeah, I guess everyone's looking for that real estate freedom but it's not really freedom because you have to be in it. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. That took over your whole life for a while. Yeah, basically. Home Depot has been my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So I want to ask you about um, your own reno. So you, you and I were chatting when you first were planning everything. You did have an architect come in. So tell me about your experience with the architect and like how you guys were starting to plan the reno. Okay. So the number one issue was obviously money. Uh, you know, we didn't have a construction loan or, or like we sold a home and had this surplus of cash. So it was really, um, like we had to do things a la carte, um, because of that cash component, um, stuff that my boyfriend and I were just paying out of pocket. So paying for materials, um, and workers kind of like per day. So Mm -hmm. the architect, um, you know, was hired or with the intention of being hired to see it, you know, just give me an idea of design. You know, I have no, no idea of design other than what I've contrasted, you know, yeah. and what I've seen from things that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no set sense of theme, but then when I got the tab, like, uh, this one guy, um, out of towner, really, really amazing projects, but it was $7,000, you know? And yeah. so my boyfriend's like, you're going to pay $7,000 for a drawing like are are you crazy yeah and then um the next budget uh was a, a local guy who also does a lot of nice stuff but not really my style of in mm. the sense of design or, or what I like from what I've seen of his homes he was half the price like 3,500 or 3,000 um which I was a little bit more inclined to use but I didn't really love his his attitude and mm. you know his personality not that he's a bad guy just we didn't vibe yeah so then I was like screw it um, we're not going to go with an architect. We're just going to demo as we go and then plan 
and then go from there. And you, and you did. Know, you have, yes. And you have been such a huge, you know, I guess, ref, um, not reference, uh, like go-to person. Um, and I'm doing this right. Like, what do you think? Uh, you know, I hold your opinion uh, very highly. And if I had, I, did, I didn't now, even, I didn't even pay you to say that. So, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and if I had the money in retrospect, I mean, I think it would have stressed out my boyfriend less uh, mm-hmm. if we had like a plan. Totally. But it was fun. Like, um, you know, like I've sorry, I was getting a call. I've learned, um, I've learned a lot. So and just my home renovation gave me the ability to kind of negotiate prices for the flip that I did. You know, when, when I saw like the, the bill item of of things that needed to be done, like moldings and doors, right. There were six doors in the home and like the budget was like $3,000. And in my head, I'm like pro packs are $18 in home Depot. There's six doors. Like, where is the math? Like they're already cut to size of a standard door. So yeah, yeah, that's that's um... what helped. So how did you negotiate your pricing? Did you um, just tell them like, look, I know what this material costs. I'm not willing to pay like the markup or like, did you pay for the materials yourselves? Like, what did you do? Yeah. So uh, my father was a contractor. So that was a huge plus because, um, you know, we didn't really have to pay for the labor in the sense of, okay, you need $10,000 to start. And then we go from there. Like we would pay at the end of the job or we would pay the workers by day that would come and help just clean up or, or do demolition. So we paid pretty much just for the material, all the materials. And then at the end we paid for the labor. So it gave us like a little cushion, mm-hmm. um, along the, along the way, but it also took us more time because you know, it was my father. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And dad only so works what he wants. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which was fine. Cause it gave us a little breather in between. But yeah. realistically, like it, this should have been done, you know, in six months Yeah, and we're a year and a half and the details that still need to be worked on. So yeah. I have two questions for you. Are yeah. you, if you didn't have your dad as the contractor, how do you think that that would have gone differently? Would you have phased some of this out or like, what would you have done? It, it would have been very difficult one because, and this is the experience from, um, working with a contractor with the house we fix and flip. I mean, you know, what do they call it when you change your idea? Like a change of the change order. Yes. A change order. You know, like when I first read the contract, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to change my mind. Um, but you know, that's a lie. And then when he, you know, when I changed something and it's not that it would require more work. Um, it was just common sense kind of changing it you know, he was going to charge like a 5%. I'm like, what? I said, this is ridiculous. And then that, so now if I were to negotiate another contract, that's the one thing we would discuss. Like I'm going to change my mind. I either I'm going to go from regular subwood tile or we're going to do them, you know, in a herringbone design. Like you can't, you can't charge me because I changed the layout Mm. of how I want to lay down the tiles. Um, even though, you know, herringbone would take more time, right. more uh, cutting of tiles, but uh, little things like that, that I think we take for granted um, in, in, a, in a project. And my dad, at first, when I wanted to paint um, uh, the back wall of our bedroom, uh, the Sherman Williams, like sea serpent color. So imagine Ooh. like a deep, deep, like bluish green. Yeah. He was like, I'm not. And I'm like, dad, just do it. Like, 
you wouldn't have that conflict with the contractor. I'm sure you've right. had, they'll be like, what are you going to paint the wall black? Like, are you crazy? I had that with, like, uh, no. with Mike. He's, he's here today. Yes. I changed my mind on the exterior trim. He was like, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was definitely a battle with my father, but um, it, it was a growing experience to be a, be able to better negotiate those little details like whether you're going to use decora uh style you know outlets and and light switches versus the regular or the screwless one you know those are things that they're gonna put in your bill or in your estimate but you need to ask the right questions like what product are you going to give me or at that point is it better if you just buy your material and you just pay for the labor which i think and, and the advice that I've given clients from when I'm talking to them is that you buy for the material, you know, your budget, you know what you're willing to spend. And if you don't have a truck, they will have a truck. They can pick it up in Home Depot or Lowe's or anywhere, but just have them pay for the labor. I think yeah. that's the easiest way. Yeah. So that's stressful. <laughs> what? I said more stressful. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, because if, delivery of items doesn't come on time so if you paid them for the day so that's where it gets complicated yeah um but yeah so that's like so that's something because like I talked about a time and materials contract and that's what Anthony and I do too we pay for our own materials because I think allowances are silly as you know um Mm -hmm. but like the time and materials contract I think for someone who's first getting into their first reno is overwhelming especially if they're not around and they're not available so like I love a time and materials contract, but I also feel like if it's your first renovation, like you have your schedule's a little flexible because you're a business owner and so am I. So we can at least like, like I just got a delivery from Allied, like I'm home. Great. If not, God only knows where they'd be putting that. No one can get it off the truck. Like it's a disaster. So would you recommend a time and materials contract for a first time renovator? Or do you feel like maybe that's for more experienced home renovation person and I've kind of like <laughs> led you into the answer but <laughs> <laughs> um yes and no I mean you hiring you or like a concierge person uh, just yeah. to say you know like a life logistic person like hey you know I'll pay you by the hour the delivery is going to be there from you know 10 to 4 mm-hmm. and you just sit in my house mm-hmm. so that can be an aspect um But if you do it, like if you do the whole bundle deal, you expect to pay more of the money. So I think that's where it's, it's, it's playing a numbers game. Like what are you willing to spend to outsource it? Someone like you just hire you from the beginning or someone uh, like Miriam, right? Serenity concierge. And I know she's done a couple of things for you in that sense. Yeah. She's She's done something, you know, she's done things for me too. Like, you know, is, is a hundred bucks for, for those four or five hours worth it to you or adding, you know, two, three, $3,000 on the final, you know, construction totally. estimates. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you guys right now with your renovation? Like, what are you working on at the moment? Um, so this uh, past Saturday, they just uh, came to template the countertops. Yay! So, yeah. Um, so the ability that we've got to do it ourselves is you get to go seek out places. I, I got four estimates for a countertop and um I went with uh the cheapest one but it was the material that I wanted and the fastest time and it's quartz like everyone's got the same quartz (laughs) (laughs) and and how they vary in prices is beyond me now obviously the service and so but yeah that that flexibility um is 
is what you're going to get when you do it yourself in the sense of price price. So yeah, the countertops hopefully will be installed by Thursday. Then I was actually watching. Yeah. The cabinets are in. That's Um, great. Yeah. Yeah. So Andrew had to install, Andrew's my boyfriend. He had to install the sink. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys are like way handier than Anthony and I, we can't do yeah. anything. So we yeah. went, we went to Kohler, right? So the sink that I got, um, Ruvita, I think is the brand. I don't remember. It was like $500, which I thought was a lot of money for a stainless steel sink. <laughs> right. But I mean, what do I know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it was really nice. 36 inch farm style, you know, single basin. Oh, you got a farmhouse sink. Yeah. No, that's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then um, it just wasn't fitting right. And it's obviously because the cabinet had to be customized for the sink, but, you know, we didn't know. So Andrew was just pissed off. He's like, let's just go buy a new one that fits exactly. It needs to be 33 inches instead of 36. So we go to Kohler, you know, and they find the sink. They have it, everything. And then I see the little price on her thing. And she's like, oh, it's $1,300. And I was like, I am so sorry for wasting your time. But... (laughs) My budget was like 500 bucks. Like I wasn't yeah. going to spend, you know, $1,300. So we got in the car and I told Andrew, I said, you're going to go watch some YouTube videos, what type of saws and, you know, edgers you need to use to cut this cabinet, but I'm not returning that thing that he bought. And he did it. I can send you a picture later. Yeah, while. I'd love to see that. And he did an amazing job. And I told him, I was like, I'm so proud of you. It took him, uh, you know, maybe a little longer than it would have taken a regular cabinet guy, but, um, it yeah, it came out nice. It worked. Nice. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Um, so, so cool. that's where we are. The kitchen finishes. Yeah, because you guys have been working on the whole house. And 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 what we should tell everybody is that you have been living there through pretty much the whole thing, right? Like you've done yeah, so, areas and phases, but you're living there. Yeah, so we um we so also you're gutting the- this whole place. I should just tell everybody, like this is not like a we're replacing the cabinets and sanding the floors. Like you guys gutted this whole place. Yeah. So we we mo- we bought it in March. We didn't start renovating it till July, right? Like just um, stuff, working on it till July. We moved in in November just because the two mortgages, right? The materials and the work, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. So that's what dictated the plan of how to of the house the bedroom had to be done first and then the bathroom so we can you know survive but yeah we had to gut everything it had knob and tube wiring right no insulation it's like a double brick home uh so all electrical work had to be done all plumbing a little bit of the roof we had a foundation issue that was fixed and uh yeah the walls were plaster um so once we knocked down the walls which is like cement then we insulated we did floors so we're almost done yeah yeah, it was down to the bones yeah (laughs) that's nuts um so do you have any tips for people who are thinking of living in their reno like something that you wish you knew or planned for while you were there ripping everything apart (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did invest in like a $400 air purifier because I mean, the dust that would come out of that. Uh So I think prep work, you know, uh, plastic wrapping everything, you know, covering everything as much as possible, because I, I think we, you know, 
we got a little bit more cold than we did just because of the dust in the home. Mm. So, I mean, changing the air vent filters and closing off every hole. But yeah, I bought two air purifiers, each 400 bucks, nice. one upstairs and one downstairs. And it's pretty cool. Like it, it would light up red when the air quality was really bad. Oh, wow. Or, uh, yeah, so as soon and as did you started, notice the difference? Like you noticed? Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, it's called Air Doctor. Um, yeah. Uh, so as soon as you start like drilling or something, like you could feel the air and then it would just turn bright red and like all guns blazing. This thing will start like purifying the air. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I would say prep work, you know. Yeah. Long answer, short answer. Yeah, the prep work closing stuff off, plasticking, you know, everything off. Yeah. So you, um, part of the reno was you guys added a structural beam, right? Beam or two. Was that? Yes. Yeah. So we, we did, uh, remove some walls and, um, so obviously the, you know, what you remove, you have to support it somehow. Mm-hmm. So this home had beams in it. So we just went to this place, um, I believe it's called Manhattan Steel. It's in Jersey City. Mm. And we measured and we're like, we need this steel, this steel. Um, you know, we made a T, obviously. You know, you don't need a structural engineer. Like, I, I've been to homes where they've taken out walls and then they start sloping. It's like, well, duh, your wall is about 30 feet long. Like, you need <laughs> something to hold it. Right. So my dad was really good in that aspect. But yeah, you knew if you had to, if you took down a wall, you had to put something in its place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we went to Manhattan Steel. We picked it up. And then. Well, wait, hold on. Guy. Back up. Uh-huh. How did you pick up the steel beam? <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so it, it was only about, I want to say maybe 11 feet long. So like it would fit on a truck. Oh, like a pickup truck. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, it's, it's not, it's heavy, but it's not as heavy as you think a steel beam. Like you look at the iron workers in like New York, it's it's not not like that. And then, yeah, I I can send you a picture too. And, um, yeah, then there's, they're called plaques, I guess that you would hold. And then you would call once it was installed and put up, we would call the welder. You charge for the day and he just welded it. Um, or not even charge for the day, he charged for the work. So he welded it, but then you'd also need like lally columns and support beams, obviously in the basement. Mm-hmm. So here's where just the education of a good contractor, you know, um, that's where I learned from my dad. There's, yeah. You have the main beam in the house and then the lally columns um, are what needs to be supported on the ground level. Gotcha. Interesting. So So you were set up from a structural perspective underneath the area where you were going to be removing walls. So you didn't have an issue there. It was just a matter of getting that span to be supported because you were clearing that area. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, aesthetically, could there have been another way where you unload the walls on the side? Mm -hmm. Probably. And that's probably what a structural engineer would have told you. But we, at that point, we knew it would be too expensive because now you're talking about bigger you know dynamics yeah like putting a stick right in the middle will hold it now right <laughs> it's, it's it now i can hear people say what about the permits like right are you freaking crazy <laughs> well you um, do things a little unorthodox <laughs> so. yeah yes but i mean that's the confidence that i that i've had in, in my father and mm-hmm. so i think it would be you know even for you like mike like even if you just call him and just say, hey, what do you think? Just kind of like an idea, a consult. Um, 
and then he'll probably tell you you're crazy you can't do that or like my dad says you can do anything you want mm-hmm. there's yeah. always a way you right. just have to be creative uh yeah and obviously safe <laughs> yeah well it'd be good to not do all that work and then have your house fall down um you were talking about like so obviously anything can be done right but it's always a cost so anything can be done but it's like how much one do you want to do it but also how much do you want to pay for so where did you splurge or where would you where have you splurged in the past where you think it was important and it paid off and then maybe where did where were you like were there any areas where you were like "Eh, i don't really need that or we can just do it somewhere else or i'm going to spend the money somewhere else that you wish like i wish i invested money in x y and z do you have any of those um yeah so we definitely splurged on you know the things that you expect them to last long. So the appliances, right? The material, like the floor, the porcelain floor, um, you know, it's going to be a high traffic area versus the bedrooms we did, uh, like the Mohawk, the vinyl, uh, like floating flooring. Hmm. Uh, but we didn't want any like squeaking noises. So th- we, we went cheaper on the Mohawk vinyl floor, but we spent good money on the foam that goes in between. Ah, okay. And when the installer came in, he's like, oh, no, people don't do foam. And I was like, no, no, no. I don't want this to squeak. Uh, but I knew the quality of the floor was a little cheaper than, you know, going more expensive. Yeah. And it's it's really just getting estimates. Like you should have a minimum of three. For everything? And yeah. I mean, it depends on location. Like I went to the hood of Jersey City and then you can go to like bougie areas in Bergen County. I mean, that's where the price is. If some place has a showroom, you're going to pay for that showroom. Right. Right. When I went to the the yard and saw the slabs of of granite and and marble and and the courts, like I I was in a, like something that you would see in the movies, you know, where they kidnap people. That's how it was. But I mean, I got the best, I I got the best price. Mm -hmm. And then it's just asking reviews of the installer. Like I want the best installer for this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say getting three quotes uh, and stuff like that, like our cabinets. Yeah. I got, I got four quotes for our cabinets. It's the same size, right? 20, it's a 23 uh, single, 23 foot single wall. Uh, everything included, my first quote was 14,000. The next quote was, um, sorry, I got another call. The next quote was uh, like nine, 9,000 and change, then 7,700. And then the last quote was 3,900. But, like, but how do you compare? Okay, so like 3,900 to 14,000, right? How are you comparing? Are you asking them for like an itemized list of things that's included? Like, did you get the same inner workings of the cabinets? Like, how were you able to compare apples to apples? Yes. So all wood, right? It was all sh- white shakers, right? That's the simple uh, kind of design. Um, yes, all wood, soft clothes. I wanted the two tone, so I didn't want the interior painted white. So I wanted like that wood look inside. Um, yeah, so a line item, some places included the sink, some didn't, some places included the handles, you know, so it's going to vary between 200 bucks, you know, how much are handles, right? Unless you're getting brand name. Um, so yeah, the prices were astronomically like different mm-hmm. and um the cabinets we ended up going with was from a company in uh, in brooklyn and my father when when we got them he was like these are the best wood cabinets i have ever seen like wow. the joints the ends are usually plastic 
have you seen like the when they put in the ends yep these were actual metal and you know four different angles and my dad's like this is how you know these are good cabinets and wow. who would have who would have thought yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome now the de- I, I bought it through the holidays so it, it was a little stressful in the sense of delivery maybe you would pay a little bit more to have it exactly on the time on the day that you've ordered mm-hmm. um you know so there was little things that uh, I guess in service people would pay more for their patients I wasn't in a rush mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm still waiting for one filler to do uh, for the back part of the refri- the side of the refrigerator. But I mean, look how much money I spent. That's how I was able to buy, you know, a Bertazzoni stove that I wanted. Lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, and, and get the warranty, right? right. Warranties are always like, you know, weird. Yeah. But uh, I always say, if you're paying big bucks, get the warranty for the big buck item. Yeah, for sure. Did you get the warranty on your appliances? Yeah. I didn't get it on the dishwasher okay. um, just because, I mean, you know, they're, they're not that expensive in, in, right. in retrospect. Yeah. There's not that many brands of dishwashers. I feel like that. Are, yeah. Thermador must have dishwasher $10,000 versus the Bosch. <laughs> That'll last yeah. you 25 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Um, cool. All right. I have maybe one more, two more questions for you. Um, I want to say, so we do something called a, um, a Renault reality check at the end. And basically it's what was your biggest lesson or which something you wish you knew before you started? Obviously you talked about like being prepared, having plans, but like if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone starting their Renault, what would be the one thing you'd say like was a heavy learning experience for you? That you want everyone to know. Um, okay. So one thing I regret not putting in my Renault, I would say heated floors in my bathroom. Right. Okay. If you're going to splurge, like that is one thing, especially in these old homes where the insulation is not optimal. Like there's, you know, some walls we didn't knock down, we covered them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I would say, yeah, the, that like little things that you would want and you're like, ah, oh, should I do it? The budget square footage wise, heated floors in a bathroom is a must. I think mm. now. Okay. Um, but I think the one thing would be managing the demolition, like the garbage. That is such an overlooked expense. Mm. I mean, and like we weren't knocking down just sheetrocked walls. Like we were knocking down plaster. Like this was concrete on the walls. So the amount of money you can spend on trash removal. So that's where I would find contacts. Like, who, you know, the best, um, uh, you know, money can buy for a container, right? And then some containers you can't mix in wood and cement, like containers is, is the one thing that I, I could have done a little bit more research on to save yeah. on money. So mm-hmm. that's where the plus in a contracting bid, they may include that. So, I mean, that's, I, I, I think I threw out nine bags and it was like $300, nine mm-hmm. bags. Like that's nothing. Right. <laughs> when you're right. doing a whole house. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that's a good point. I don't think um, anybody I don't think anybody thinks about the demolition and also I find that a lot of homeowners are like, "Oh, can I throw a few things in the dumpster?" Or like if they're getting a yeah, dumpster, yeah. Oh, we might as well just empty out a room and it's like, "You got to pay for that weight." <laughs> yes. Dumpster is at a flat rate, buddy. <laughs> 
Yes. It's the trash. So like, that's where I would network with someone, um, you know, and then, I mean, we made some money back when, uh, like the scrap metal guys and stuff like that. Um, that's where we made, like I made $600 on just when we moved all the piping from like the plumbing stuff Mm, on what was, uh, like what was bronze. Yeah. Oh, city. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously they see a girl and, and they're like, what? But <laughs> my father sent me, so that was my go-to. I'm like, my dad, my dad, my dad. <laughs> so anyone can adopt my dad right? and, and, just, and just use them because, yeah, they see, uh, they see a female and they just want to, like, knock you over the head. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you need to know a little bit of something. Yeah. You know, sand your ground. And it's all about knowledge. And now with YouTube and, you know, all these blogs, like, there's no reason for you to be educated on, on what you're buying. Yeah. Now, do I, do you need to know what type of screw or, you know, versus like a sheetrock screw versus, no. Yeah. Like baloney. But, um, yeah, just to, you know, hold your ground in the sense of, of what things cost. Right? Yeah. I was telling you, I wanted a front door. And I'm like, how difficult is it to get a wide door? And it is really difficult. And then they don't, um, you know, it has to be wood because stainless steel or fiberglass, they don't make it this way. But I didn't have an awning, so they won't warranty the wood. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to spend three, $4,000 on a door that they're not going to guarantee, you know. Right. I'm like, right. no. So you have to change. But I think you have like, you have like a nice level of confidence because you've, you've done it now. You've got your dad as a resource. Like I, I am hoping that through like these conversations, women will get a little bit more comfortable being like, okay, like that's something that maybe people will push back on. So let me just Google that or YouTube it really quick to find out like if there's a level of investment I need to make in, you know, this thing, that thing, how much do these things cost? Like, so I know that I'm not being taken advantage of because I totally. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and asking, I mean, there's not that many knowledgeable people in like Home Depot of, of the work, but then there are some, Mm -hmm. um, that do work in construction. So it's just asking like, you know, high hats, like the depth of it, new construction versus old construction, buying Mm -hmm. them in bundle packs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's really just asking. I, I went into the electric shop and I'm like, this is what I need. And you know, the guy looks at me like I had five heads <laughs> and then I'm like, well, explain it to me. Like what's, is there a better way? Yeah. You know, uh, is there a better way to do it? And then, then I was educating my dad. I'm like, all right, dad, this is how we got to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. Know, and, and, and there was a language barrier too. My dad only speaks Spanish. So a lot of these, um, you know, uh, areas and, and like warehouses only speak English and mm. there's different, you know, how they tile in Colombia is very different how they tile in the U S. So, um, my dad, you know, he's, he's been a contractor. Yeah. I would say for maybe 20 years now. So he's learned different ways of, of doing things. Right. And then when I showed him this other way, cause this is what the electric guy said, he was like, Oh, you know, <laughs> nice yeah no good advice I mean just ask use people as a resource don't be afraid to ask questions everyone's got them so might as well just get it out of the way and I mean floor and decor does like a tiling course 
Um, and it's not like I'm going to tile something, but just right. understanding the difference between like thin set and mortar, right? And then right. brow, just understanding simple things. And it's like an hour class. No one's saying you have to go tile your bedroom, right? But you understand. So now when um, we outsource the tiling, right, how he was um, like spreading the thin set on the tile, there's a certain way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I learned that at Floor and Decor. Nice. So then when I saw him, I was like, oh, I know, I know he's doing a good job. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's very cool. I mean, I don't think people know about those resources. So that's probably something, I mean, we should just have a whole other podcast talking about like all the resources that you use to like get up on your knowledge, including floor and decor. (laughs) So that'll be a, that'll be another podcast for another day. Um, Tell us where we can watch you uh, gut reno. Oh, all right. So my Instagram would be uh, Dr. Kat Kano. So that's D-R dot K-A-T-C-A-N-O. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I highlight some things like before and afters on my highlights. Yes, which is and, very cool and very, very major before and afters, which is awesome. Yeah. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing on the Gut Reno Girl hashtag. Thank you for talking to us. And I'll see you Wednesday at our networking meeting. <laughs> yes. See you Wednesday. (laughs) All right. Bye, girl. Bye.